Hello and welcome back to another episode of Barry, the final season, episode three, You're Charming, written by Bill Hader, Alex Berg, and Emma Bari, directed by Bill Hader once again, another fabulous episode, not as much mental gymnastics as I was doing the last episode as I was recontextualizing a lot of things, but another another fun episodes in some moments and very very uh emotionally distraught scenes between one of my favorite characters if not let's just put it out there my favorite character besides mitch i was thinking about mitch the other day and someone brought him up in a chat was like i wonder if we're gonna get mitch back i'm like that would be too much to ask for I'm already thinking let's have a Natalie Sally conversation at some point or she ends up reuniting with her old acting class because I'm feeling nostalgic but I think I think uh, getting Mitch is maybe too much to ask for but I'm I'm gonna still hold on to hope because I loved me some Mitch. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. The Silence, third episode in a row in which we do not get our illustrious intro, but I think it's very telling. Actually, when I hear it, I'm reminded of Barry standing on the beach with the rest of the people that he's murdered and they're all waiting to move on. And I think that is coming back because that may be where we end up with Barry finally released and thus the baggage that mentally is in his mental space with all the death around him. Interesting, we saw a lot of people, we never saw Janice, and I think that's one of the deaths he's having the hardest confronting, only because that is the thing that has caused him to be where he is currently, which has caused the biggest threat to his his freedom up until this point. We begin with our new Alliance crew. Why do you need to be on top of a truck with the AK-47? Who knows? The gangsters. But they get their first truckload of sand. And was it necessary to pour it out? Because don't y'all need to transport that somewhere? Schematics. Is it schematics or shamantic? No, no. I already feel like that's wrong. Stick with what I think. Hank and Cristobal watch from afar in satisfaction, but are interrupted by, and I was like, is that, is that Gilmero de Toro? Toro is Gilmero de Toro? Over there dressed like he's going to the pimp ball of 2023. That man looked like he slapped bitches around on the regular. Bitch better have my money. He is only too happy to help with their problem. Glad that Hank checked in. He played it very 
straight and I like that the hit is going to happen today which is very quickly he got his best guys on it I know one of the guys is named Chewy because it kept saying it at the end but they are also from his podcast or a podcast that <laughs> that Toro himself is behind it won't interfere with their schedule though they record on Thursdays Crystal's like the hitmen have a podcast won't they be recognized uh a podcast is the voice <laughs> laughing because it's so true <laughs> it's like who's gonna recognize you <laughs> they've brought up podcasting several times this episode and i'm here for it support us <laughs> some of us try to make it out here in this world or just mainly needing a hobby hank explains that they do their podcast on gadgets that typically don't work which is a premonition he jokes about one that's really terrible, which is a thing that you can put in your pocket to make s'mores. And Toro's like, I bought one of those. It works fine. And I'm really not supposed to make a correlated fat joke. That's right. That's right. Get your lazy ass for some exercise. Y'all should just go be rappers. Get into a beef and then shoot each other. <laughs> Hank looking all dapper. He uh, keeps pouring salt in the wound, though, complaining about how one can listen to a show about gadgets that they can't see despite the YouTube link. Because I listen to it when I'm driving. So what, am I supposed to pull over and click on the link? (laughs) He also says, you're thinking of the TikToks. (laughs) This is funny. It's just funny. I love people of different languages or different nationalities trying to understand or communicate the human experience in america the da informs gene and tom tom is back and he came back with a splash more panicked than even gene likely because he know he can catch a bullet by association r.i.p chechens especially you may breck anywho barry is making a deal and the fbi are biting which panics Gene because if he goes free, he fears for his life. My question is, how can Janice's trial go forth if Barry cuts a deal with the FBI? Isn't the point of cutting the deal by knocking on these bigger folks to avoid those charges? And hence, Gene would no longer have to be a key witness. Also, how is he the only key witness? Y'all can't reach out to the people on his Facebook page. Somebody got to find out about Chris. Granted, they all tried to kill him. Most of you fail. One man killed himself. Let's (laughs) let's start making more than one person a key witness in a trial for more than just this one person's murder. He's got so many other bodies. Tom believes there's protocols, right? That you guys keep in place for situations like this. And the DA says, yeah, but if the person is determined, it could be hard. But not to worry. That's only ex-military guys I'm worried about. Barry is ex-military. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck up. I have never seen this actor before a day in my life, but I need to see more things that he's in. 
he was absolutely fabulous i thought they were going to use him as just charles parnell i thought they were going to use him you know it's just this very straight-laced character (laughs) and he ends up being the breakout comedic star (laughs) of the episode i don't know it's hard to compete with tom tom's pretty high up there but this scene was everything and it was because of his reactions (laughs) especially the sigh he was just like oh that was icing on the cake followed by do you own a gun mr kusano (laughs) almost to say well you're fucked He's like, no, but he knows the scary motherfucker with a reason is my thought process. I'm actually surprised that Jim Moss hasn't rung up Barry in jail just to let him know. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. That's pretty high up there in my predictions for the end of the season. Is there's going to be a reckoning. I have a feeling it's coming from that side because everyone else is just comedically horrible at taking out for how many we went through all of season three trying to kill barry once again another murder attempt trying to kill barry actually it was it was even a murder attempt in season two and one to try to kill barry and he keeps getting away with it and that has to create an ego or an invincibility cloak around someone where they start to believe they're invincible And I can't help but believe because so many people has excused or forgiven Barry, even down to the one guy from the military last season. Everyone is is has walked away with, oh, you're a really good person. You're 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 still deep down somewhere in there. You're a good person, but you're actually the worst. (laughs) You're an evil person. You can manipulate people into believing that you're a good person by this very unthreatening persona that you have but man the minute you are flipped granted there's been a lot that's happened that may have made your fuse a little shorter we see the true person but then again for three seasons we've been in the head of the protagonist or barry who sees himself as the protagonist and i feel like this season more so than any other we're seeing how barry has affected other people's lives tom said he does have a prop gun from rip torn and he said if rip torn gave it to you it probably fires real bullets that's good if you google rip torn you'll know and laugh even harder about why that joke lands while tom strokes out literally clutching his chest or his pearls gene declares he'll just go into hiding they always find you well aren't you a ray of sunshine and hope (laughs) he don't talk about the cases he's had like this before not because they're classified but because they are really disturbing and he doesn't like to talk about it he tells gene there's nothing the fbi can do and i'm like i don't understand i feel like there's a lot they can do as long as they stick to the facts and outside of this office, keep your mouth shut. It's too late to apologize. It's too late. Many people are told the very same thing. 
kind of like with the last episode where they had a a consistent verbal parallel throughout many conversations. But I appreciate that this episode highlighted that Gene wasn't being so much fully back into his own narcissistic spotlight as because he was a former narcissist. He got more materially caught up in the fame, which is understandable. I like the five to 10 second beat that they took of just the sound of the road of two people driving because you know Gene's got something that he has to say and you're just wondering when he's going to say it and instead of going right into it it made it feel more realistic because <laughs> I've been in that car ride where I'm like fuck this person's not going to like what I'm about to say to them and then he starts Tom I have a hypothetical question <laughs> Then it pans to the outside of the car, as you can imagine, the rising incredulity. I can't say that word. And Tom, as he hears more and more about what Gene have done before he swerves and crashes the car. And then it pans directly back into the car with both airbags just deployed in Tom solely caught up in the audacity of gene's ego that he's not batting an eyelid at the fact that he just crashed their car where gene's going what the fuck is wrong with you as a person i love where they ended it though what the fuck is wrong with you what the fuck is wrong with you i don't know what do we do (laughs) they need to stop the article from getting out Barry with the FBI has given up everyone. Hank Cristobal didn't even give him a heads up. Didn't say, hey, look, I had to do what I had to do. At least explain it to him man to man. Nope. Even gave up the fact that they were lovers. Must be nice. What's up with that one, dude? (laughs) I think I found his name because I was looking at the the roster. I was like, oh, that's what his name is. I'm going to find it a little later on. Oh, that he's supposed to, he just, it just says FBI agent. Okay, good. I, I knew he wasn't given a name. It doesn't matter. He's dead now. But that happens a little bit later. Um, Barry is living up to his part of the deal, saying that they're building a crime utopia. He, however, doesn't know that Hank is rolling with a new crew. And I kind of like the idea of this utopia minus violence as we saw far more than the Chechens or the Bolivians or we saw more with the Chechens and Bolivians their utopia and here they are trying to do something that one in the FBI would hear be like yeah that sounds like actually pretty good why don't we and we know FBI and well that might be CA not FBI will interfere (laughs) and the doings on the home turf for their benefit i make that shit up go look at the documents barry hasn't told sally that they are going off into witsec together but she will totally be fine creating a new identity could what could possibly what could she possibly want with her current life it's over why not let's just run off with a serial killer isolated from everything and everyone that actually might miss me if something were to happen And I want to believe that Barry would never hurt Sally, that there is a line, but in his rage, his truly, I think, mental problem rage, I don't think there is, 
I don't think there's a rationale when that happens, kind of like what he did with the Chechens and Maybrick. Once he's in that mode, you can become the target even if you're not the target, intended target, you know? Then there's also Barry in this moment who clearly wants to hurt two people who have every right to be upset with him. And yet he makes himself the victim. That word again. This could be a problematic personality trait to go off in the sunset. And trust me, I've known people who suffer from it and they are insufferable. Berkman, where the fuck is your attorney? Because none of these these proceedings feel legally binding. And he gets a visitor. It's Lon from Vanity Fair who wants to get his version of events involving Janice Moss's murder. He's like, uh, can I talk about that? Once again, where's your attorney? When he hears Gene is talking, he becomes agitated as he believes this article and Gene, delusionally so, ruining his reputation will ruin his current deal or more like future prospect of a life due to his lack of animity, as if that hasn't already happened highlighting as stated his delusional perception of reality lon just scribbles and eats skittles skittles are the devil i made my daughter put some back today i said "Uh uh-uh there are a lot of things in this world that i will take a chance on but i don't see any reason we need to be eating them nasty ass skittles Mm mm-mm not even tasting different flavors anyway and i find this other better kind called yums get that if you really need to get your skittle and they actually taste like different different flavors sidebar over barry this is his shit he starts having a violent outburst beats the phone love the sound design and threatens gene that he needs to keep his mouth shut the second person <laughs> the second man wanting gene to keep his mouth zipped but for different reasoning reasonings i love how sometimes i just adopt an accent but barry goes from zero to 100 one thinks mayhap he needs a handler to redirect all this volatile behavior (laughs) is that what fuchs saw himself as his tom cruise leading his rain man Sally is teaching, has a full class, and finds herself not judged for who she is outside the classroom, but for for what she has to offer. More on that later. Lon, hold on. This man at least is doing what I thought a good reporter would do, which is check all of the sources and try to get comments before going to print or the chance to comment, but he is oblivious to the people he is approaching like things can't get messy it's like oh i just want to get your take based on what barry said because gene told me he said you spoke to mr cousino yes i did with a smile come inside my garage so we can talk it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up jason and group tube <laughs> tease boo boo the fool he said they call him Big Bird, Rave, Rev. Oh, you said your friend, he, he turned on you. So he calls Hank for emotional support. 
but it's surprised to hear the new Hank tone that informs him that Barry won't be a problem much longer and you gotta stop blowing me up bruh play stupid keep your mouth shut ding 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 and you'll be paid when you get out I really hope that Fuchs is not gonna get out as well I think that he's where he should be I think that we don't need to really expound more on his story arc that he without Barry is no one and that informs us a little bit more about the value he places on that relationship the the very um superficial parts of that but also probably the parts that real really felt real and beneficial to him the the relationship in it all hank tells his guys to hydrate and take a break but one man catches hank's attention why did he need to take the hard hat off to recognize him but here <laughs> but here lets him know the elders have a new contingent for la and what he got going ain't it either he rejoin his team or be wiped out but hank is not scared hank is gonna possibly have to show what he's made of the irony is he's a gangster trying to build an empire without all of this but he might end up on top needing to be the most violent to get there barry in the prison yard getting his exercise solitarily alone it would seem is screaming at gene Cousineau, saying fuck you i did so fucking much for you i do so much for people what did he say the amount of gifts i would have put underneath that statement are you out of your mind did you just did you just utter those words and you meant it i did laugh my ass off that he's spazzing out in what seems like a lone courtyard until they widen out and you see some dude casually watching these niggas crazy as fuck i don't talk to crazy people either i stay the fuck out of their way like uh uh-uh and he looks like he's crazy then we get my favorite scene this whole scene was ridiculous (laughs) another well-directed one where it was a one-shot full of hysterical events tom and gene show up at lon's confirm that no one is home so tom decides to throw a whole ass boulder through the window but i wanted to do horror stuff for my friend in this neighborhood i'm not sure how no one called 911 all the noise they making the broken glass tom talking about we got very little time gene falling to my watch the glass i just laid in the glass Tom went in the kitchen to fuck shit up and the dog's barking. Then he realizes that's the kitchen, not where I need to be. Through the window, you see Lon's wife making her way home as Jean and Lon debate whether information is stored in the monitor or in the hard drive. (laughs) Because Tom is convinced it's the monitor. Jean distracts lon's wife when she recognizes him because he must have been lookout outside i'm glad that they don't even show us this we have to imagine so i'm thinking that tom's by the desk he's looking at the monitor like this is what we need you got gene at the door looking out by you know easily recognized and he's like come on dude come on what the fuck it's not there it's in the hard drive then gene has to go over and distract her 
saying, oh, you know, I was, I was just concerned about your husband. He may be in danger. I just wanted to see if anyone came and broke in. <laughs> Which is him, but best thing ever in the background. <laughs> Dumbass Tom with the monitor tossing it in the pool. <laughs> just so ridiculous. But she's worried because Lon hasn't been back because he went to see the victim's father. And Jean realizes, oh no. Sally's class begins with the monologues because she wanted to skip all of the basic steps, which that's part of her problem. And they all do monologues from movies. I'm not really interested in this acting class. I'll, I'll be quite frank. The character work for Sally is necessary, but with a whole bunch of people that I don't know, don't want to even care about knowing, it was more of a way to show us that despite Sally's monocles and her desire to want to be and start being a better person, even though she doesn't quite know what that looks like, her consistent life of abusive behavior has now become her teaching method which is exactly what Jean's method is mind you but notice when Sally is reprimanded by the class the guy that she killed was in the audience and I noticed him because before I was like that fucker guy was not there (laughs) and I like that they're playing with this death and how it's playing with her own sense of self as a part of us thinking that's exactly what that part of her nature I think while she certainly killed him in self-defense I think the very real anger that came out was real and I said the very real anger is real nice going but it's something that is that she's recognized has put her in a position that's not conducive for the life that she wanted to live she had this whole spiel about how she was a survivor only to really learn that she's not worse she's in the same continuous cycle that she thought she had uh left and that's why i think when she went to see Barry and she let slip that I feel safe with you and then she realized how fucked up that actually is and then how he became obsessed in that moment she knew I I think she was processing that this is not where it should be (laughs) this is not where I want to be at this is not what I want to be doing and then so she tries something else but she still she's still learning but my investment here is the idea that people can change whoever you are whatever you've done granted you have to tone but as far as i think that barry is a horrible person in a different manner that than sally is a horrible person i'm not ever going to put them in the same category sally is just someone who's so full of her own ego and so full of her own sense of entitlement that she acts out in manners that she was never taught is not the way to act if she surrounds herself 
you know, instead of pretending to be enlightened with a pair of spectacles with people who care about her well-being and will support her and continue to keep her in check in line, you know, then then she can aspire to be more like even those people that showed up there like i don't care that you're the cunt girl um that's not why i showed up here you might have something to teach me you were successful at some point so (laughs) after the whole thing she takes five and everyone doesn't come back only the one girl she yelled at did because while her method certainly may have been more than most people probably signed up for (laughs) right uh it works for this girl and she's got a gig and everything else hasn't worked for her but this does and i think that's where sally has to find her people barry calls hank conversation hurt because hank knows he has barry set up to be killed today and the last thing he expects is to hear from the man that he still recently viewed as a close friend so much so that his connection to him was able to give him the confidence so to speak to confront what he needed to do which was kill something tells me that hank's just not a casual murderer despite we're running with the chechens and he he thought that that would be something that barry may even be able to help him with or get over or help him come to terms with and so those emotions are fresh And here he is asking him to get a dog catcher to kill his acting teacher on the pretext that he's talking to the press. Never mind that Gene Cousineau knows nothing about Hank or his operation or even mentions it in said article. But here is Barry manipulating his friend yet again. That's not really his friend. Don't you hate when someone calls you and they're like you good and you don't even answer and then they go into immediately what they want because they don't really give a fuck about how you actually are some people call me and i don't even allow them to put on the the pretext how you doing what do you want (laughs) you ain't called me in three days you did not call me at this time right now because i can feel it in my soul because you don't call my phone just to ask how i am you just don't and it's okay i don't do it either (laughs) to people that uh you know i will reach out to like my sister but the people who just temper that not temporary typically call me just to get something i don't know i've put you in your category you don't need to pretend i don't want you to pretend i'm either gonna say yes or no depends on what i got going on hank for his part is kind of shocked because you know you don't want to believe something is true until it's so blatantly so that you kind of feel like a fool for not seeing it before that's him hearing what barry is saying and having the caudacity to repeat that he is looking out for him so when hank says why are you lying to me barry he's got that new hank tone 
that isn't the white hot irrational rage that Barry deals with, but this cold realization that I know you're lying to me. And despite the beefs that we've had, at least we've been honest. And I'm giving you that chance. And even when I call you out, you're not being honest with me. You're like, what the fuck? I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. Same thing what he did to Sally. I didn't lie to you. Yes, you did. I didn't lie on you. I just told you what I didn't want to believe is true. That's a that's a fucking lie, Barry. Your betrayal. The response to your falseness that we've been friends for a long time. Barry then turns on him the minute he calls him out. Then why are you talking to the FBI? Who the fuck told you that? You would think that I'm that type of person that would do some shit like that? Fuck you. Then all pretenses over he puts the value he has on hank at the forefront which is that of a tool you better do what i say or else because when i get out well the day you get out it will be my birthday i don't know what that means but i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a threat with a different type of (laughs) celebratory event Hank is right though. All I've ever done is be a loving friend to you. And all you do is take and take and take. You set me up for Janice's murder and I still was in your corner. I still was trying to get your ass out of jail. You killed all my guys and I still was trying to get your ass out of jail. You didn't even call me and granted you couldn't, but so much that we've that i've done i've saved your life so many times and only when i had to threaten you is when you even tried to help me when i had to pay you because you came and needed a job is when you helped me get christopher first you told me no but only when it was in your interest did you help me out so hank responds appropriately why don't you enjoy hell you murdering self-centered lying fucking narcissistic piece of shit i'm really proud of you if he kills hank jim moss is gonna be the least of his problems because he got to deal with me barry is starting to starting to get a hit list together there's lon whose story doesn't want published hank and now gene well gene and now hank but the crazy part, Barry doesn't consider his own mortality at all. He has very little respect to the threats coming in his direction because he thinks that Hank is not to be taken seriously. Granted, <laughs> Hank hasn't been the most intimidating factor in the show. However, I would consider that maybe this man has an army in his back because he certainly has a gang association that comes with many more people who might i don't know retaliate but the thing of it is he has to know that hank has something more capable about him because in season two he said look instead of taking a piece of why don't you take the whole thing maybe that was a premonition and that's exactly what hank is gonna have to do i don't want it to come at like the sacrifice of Cristobal either I know there's a lot of things I don't want, (laughs) but may happen. (sighs) Or, or 
or because we do know that once Barry calms down, his rational returns. So like when they tried to shoot him in his, in Sally's apartment and he got the gun and he confronted them about it and he shot the other guy. I think him being mad at Hank, because it's two additional predictions, let's throw those out there. Him being mad at Hank, he go two different ways. One, now that the Chechens are at war with Hank's people, because Hank's not going to switch sides, he might try to go after Hank and end up killing all the Chechens just to get to him. <laughs> and his blind rage, the way in which he tried to go after Fuchs, and Hank escapes. Or it could go down where Barry actually has a moment of realization being like fuck i could kill you but you're making sense i did fuck you over right like when they like again back to that scene where they were shooting at him and he's like well what else am i supposed to do (laughs) you know you've left me in a a terrible spot like you've kind of put this on me to have to do they've also tried to kill barry the first episode you know remember that was hank in the car and they were like take the shot and he tried to kill hank and barry and Hank tried to kill him. So that's been since episode one. There's been this uh, back and forth between them. And they've always managed to continue with their friendship. So it's possible. But I have a feeling that after Barry or yeah, after Hank hung up. Yeah, he was pretty much done with Barry in that moment. He's like, you know, no, no. But if Barry comes through like, you know what? I fucked up. But what, what is, I don't think Barry's in that mind space right now. He's only about himself. He's clearly only about himself. Jane gets to Jim's and Jim is cleaning out his trunk. At first, I thought he killed that man, but luckily he did not. <laughs> Alas, he's likely cleaning up the evidence of him shitting himself in said trunk when he transported Lon home. But Gene and Tom don't know that, as Tom says in the car. <laughs> gene asks if that vanity fair reporter guy showed up and jim responds with a question that's really a statement did you do a one-man show for lon o'neill tom pulled off so quick the hubcaps was sparkling well i've done all i can do later bitch get fucked that was the scene that ascended my soul into comedy heaven (laughs) i must have watched that scene and i continue to do so if i when i watch uh reactions i I watched that scene at least 10 to 15 times and and cracked up every single time (laughs) like you knew he just had the window down (laughs) like sorry bro i cannot help you i've done all i can do You can't be trusted, Gene. You have to be isolated. Gene admits it was stage fever. However, Jim tells him Lon won't be writing any stories anytime soon. <laughs> and my thought is, is Gene going to take, or is Jim going to take Gene to Jim's cabin? Because that's a place away from the city. And that would be an appropriate last standoff. Just because I like the poetic sense of it all. And I'm telling you, bruh, there's going to be a Jim versus Barry scenario and I can't wait for it. Clearly, Gene, though, is now under Jim's custody, which means that if Barry wants to kill the man, which clearly he does, 
Can't get Hank to do it, so he's going to do it himself. He's going to have to locate him, which means he's going to have to come into contact with his custodian. Lon is with his wife. He's not dead. An editor eating gummy bears, speaking in German, a language that he did not know until he came out of that garage. I was surprised that Fuchs here, but not really. He still sees Barry as his son, and it's not going to, even with the betrayal, his emotions aren't going to turn that quickly. That's why I was a little worried with Hank. But Barry really <laughs> got to put the dick up his own ass on that one. But while watching Rain Man, he recalls his loyalty to Barry. So he tries to report the upcoming murder to the guards. Just as Barry is being transported to meet with the Witsec folks. That in my opinion, my opinion, feels sketchy as fuck, but none as sketchy as Fred Armisen's dumb ass in the back. As soon as I saw his head pop over the one dude's head, I was like, is that Fred? <laughs> Looking like the most nervous assassin ever. His face was enough. Barry points out, that man's over there here to kill me. <laughs> He's going to kill me. You need to do something. The agents are debating who he is with before he's like, this is for Hank and Crystal Ball and uses his gadget gun that blows his fingers off. <laughs> before his comrade Chewie up in the air vent with a sniper rifle takes out all of the other agents missing Barry who is able to kill him before escaping. Now, I know that someone, oh, they'll probably think it was someone who tried to help Barry escape because he did say he was with the Chechens. Oh, my God, this is horrible. But then they have the one dude there who's clearly going to know. Well, he announced it was for Hank and Cristobal, but maybe he ain't going to speak because Hank's going to be like, yeah, shut your mouth. You'll be taken care of when you get out. (laughs) This is so funny. He definitely knows that Hank and Cristobal tried to kill him. But as I stated before, this is not the first time. I like showing the the one shot once again as it panned around, showing all the guards, Barry thinking of a decision. At first, I thought he was going to stay. But all the people that would have given him the deal is in that room and they're dead. So now what does he have other than to stop Gene? He could also run away, but he's too tied to the things that that and that's that's the probably another irony he could simply just get the fuck away but he wants to have his happy ending what his version of a happy ending is except you don't deserve it and that is how we end the episode was that was that africa from toto dun, 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 dun. that's my jam i came up with this video idea it's so fucking racist <laughs> It's like slave plantation odors. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into it anymore. It's fucking hysterical though. See, that would be a great SNL. have <laughs> a weird sense of humor. Anyhow, I think that's all I got. I gave this episode 9.8 out of 10. Other than the, the acting class stuff, perfection. Once again. If you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com my information will be below remember to like share subscribe until next time peace air grease and blacker magic hustle, 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 hustle,
hustling, 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 hustling.